inspired with Lift All Voice. Diverse backgrounds from immigrants to community leaders, their humble beginnings and their success stories. We believe all voices matter. It's Lift All Voice with faith. This is the continuation of the uh, episode 20, uh, The Art of Resilient. This is the part two of that episode. And if you haven't listened to the first episode, part one, make sure you go back and listen to that. This way you understand the full story. Um, We're going to go ahead and get right into part two of The Art of Resilient interview um, and look forward to listening to the story. Because the only way you can earn the rarest thing on earth, which is love, which is mm-hmm. what everyone out there in the world is looking for, right? In every possible way, love and attention. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, just think when a baby doesn't get love, it's neglected. That's like the worst thing you can do to a human being. Right. It's, it's, the wor- it's worse than torture. Mm-hmm. It is a form of torture. Love. And, and when we learn to earn that mm. is when we learn to love ourselves. So we have, okay. to lear- we have to learn to earn our own love. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so many people- Stop love, right? Yeah, so many people, their voices in their head are so negative about themselves, they don't love themselves. And then mm-hmm. they go out in the world trying to earn people's love. And it's like, it's gonna be hard. You may earn it a little bit, but but you're not going to fully attain it. Mm. And so, you know, those are the things that I got to grow up and learn, you know, and, and, and like really fully understand because as an immigrant, as a refugee, uh, it, you can strive, you know, you mm. can build a business, you can do and, and I did, you know, so after college, I, I, I started an apparel and during college, I started a business printing t-shirts for the local organizations at school. Mm-hmm. I started, you know, I was just being proactive, proactive, proactive. And I was working my butt off. I started a print shop in my buddy's basement. I was screen wow. printing t-shirts for organizations, companies who thought I had like employees. It was just me working late mm-hmm. night. And then I would go to the architecture school in the morning and then, you know, just hustling, working hard mm-hmm. because I wanted to earn it. Right. I wanted to earn people's respect, people's business people's love, compassion, whatever towards me. And I spread myself thin, you know, I had rough patches. I got really broke. I made it back. You know, all these ups and downs were all teaching me. Yeah. And um, I ended up building. So after college, I couldn't get a job in the architecture world. Like it was really hard, especially because it was 2010 and we're in the, you know, Mm -hmm. economy was not great. So after that, for like, you know, the past 10 years, I built a really big printing business where we printed for the smallest companies to mm-hmm. Nike, you know, to nonprofit organizations, to schools, uh, to all these beautiful things that I've been able to do. And then also build up a speaking uh, business and all like my personal brand. Yes. And, um, you know, do all these things, meet all these people and mm-hmm. uh, through ups and downs, debt, tax debt this debt you know it, it's you go <laughs> through been, it all you've man. been through it all yeah when you're yeah. in an entrepreneurial space yeah it's all trial and error right so yeah. some of those trial and those errors gonna come from you know maybe all like you said taxes and all those things but like you said you're gonna learn from those things and now i'm sure you have learned so much from those things and now you are able to become a better entrepreneur which that's what sometimes most of the time that's what life license is about is teaching us so we can grow from them um speaking about telling your story and like i read somewhere in um i believe it's on your website that you had this amazing experience and i want you to quickly share this experience because i was really like oh my goodness this is why he's so passionate about what he does right because like you said sometimes our voices our inner voices are so is 
I think of it as like, it's, it's a best friend. It's been with us over the years. It's seen every space and every aspect of our lives, right? But it's left, left to us to be able to listen and create mm. that, that, that self-awareness to know that it's within us. And sometimes we allow the outside noise, the outside voice, to really um, quiet that inner voice that we have, we've been given for a reason. So speaking of that, when you decided that it was time to be able to use your voice and share your story and impact lives with your story, you, you talk about a story that um, you went to, you had made a speech, talk about a story, I don't want to share it with for you on your, but talk about when this little boy came to you and just really was inspired by your story. Yeah. Um, so I was, I started speaking in like 2012 or so, 2011, mm -hmm. 2012 at schools. And I, and I just volunteered my time. I would email teachers, mm -hmm. professors, whatever it is. And I would just go and speak at schools and just do like an hour, 45 minutes. And then I would meet the teachers and maybe get business from it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I was, but I was sharing my story, you know, that everything I just shared with you from the refugee camp to starting mm -hmm. a business to going through college because here's the thing like growing up in portland in, in the northwest there was not a whole lot of speakers that looked like me mm -hmm. or like you or mm -hmm. you know th there's few but you don't get to see them that often mm -hmm. um and that's deliberate because you know they people like us are successful on television right especially when we were growing up, right? Like Arabic new, whatever shows or like, or they're athletes or the like, you're right. Yeah. Those like are the how people many that architect are yeah. people that I know zero. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't know <laughs> them. Um, how many, so how can I aspire to something? I don't know what that looks like for me. See, you know, when you, you know why mannequins are so powerful in displays in why? stores. So mannequins are proven, like it's psychological. When mm -hmm. you put clothes on a mannequin and the mannequin is faceless, right? You imagine your, your cognition, your cognition imagines you wearing that clothes. Wow. You, you put yourself there like, oh, that, I bet that looks good on me, right? Or when you mm. sit on a little kid or whatever, right? Yeah. Your imagination is sparked by what you see. Remember mm -hmm. what I said earlier, you scan, you're scanning, yeah. you bring it in, you Thick bring in, it in, you're consuming. In. Mm -hmm. You're consuming through your eyes, your ears, your mouth, your nose, through oh, your yeah. touch. All your senses are consuming information, mm -hmm. but you get opportunities to express through your hands and your mouth. Your voice, yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And so I knew that most kids, because I was one of those kids, don't have that opportunity to consume someone like me, a business owner, college graduate, architect, though there are plenty of me, there are <laughs> many people that look like me, dress like me in the world yes. doing amazing things like yourself, whatever. But do they have a lot of time to go spend it with kids? Probably not. They're so busy with their own lives, exactly. not to blame them or point, none of that. I respect them and love them wholeheartedly. So I decided that I was like, you know what? There's business opportunity to go work with these schools. What else can I give besides printing T-shirts? Mm. So I was like, let me go give give my story, give myself, give my voice. Service, maybe, yeah. You know, maybe it'll inspire some kids too. Sure enough, it does. It did. So many kids would come to me after the you know thing, whatever. So years later, 2019, 2018, my wife and I are selling T-shirts from our van, and we're in a van. Mm -hmm. Fun things are happening, and this kid comes up, and he's like in a cadet uniform, okay, uh -huh. and like you know, going like in the academy or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, my name is so and so, and like I just want like you don't probably don't remember me. I was sitting in the back of the class, and I had bad grades. I, I was acting up, and like you know, my mom worked like three jobs, and I wasn't helping her, and like I had a little brother, and I treated him bad, and. He was just mad at the at his yes. life and situation, which mm -hmm. how many can relate? So many can relate to that, you know, <laughs> especially, you know, unfortunately, like his father wasn't around. And, mm. and so he heard my story and decided to change, decided to change because that's what I speak about. It's like you can change. It's OK to change. It's OK to be angry. But but how much anger do you have? It's going to run out. 
You know, this is what I said. Like, so you got to turn that to gratitude. That's right. Talk about all these things, you know. And 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 yeah. So he he changed his ways and he got better and, and started helping his mom and, and did these things and he was telling me this stuff and I got so emotional. I was like, yes. shit, man. Like I had I no mean- idea <laughs> that that would happen. You know, because you would hope for that, but yes, when you see it happen, you're like. There's a power in that voice. So true. So, uh, what a know, beautiful I'm story. Forever, yeah, I'm forever like changed even by that, which yes. really like solidified the importance of speaking and uh, using my story to to fight guilt with the empathy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like this is my way of yeah. using empathy to help others and to say, you know what, guilt, like that wasn't my fault. But what I can do is this. Yeah, and I can turn this all around into something bigger and better. Not about me anymore. Again, yeah. it comes back to service. Yeah. Um, also, about... you made me cry twice. That's never <laughs> happened in, in my podcasting. So just well, letting you know, you I... broke records today. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you've been doing such, am- and such an amazing job. And I just, you know, and like, like you said, like storytelling and using our voice is such it's such it's a big deal and i feel there's so many of us that just feel like oh mm-hmm. we're so alone like that little boy mm-hmm. that is that, that story you just shared mm-hmm. he felt probably like i'm the only person i've ever experienced mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. and yeah maybe his story and your story was not really 100 aligned the exact mm-hmm. same experience because no two people have the same experience after all mm-hmm. but yet there was something that you said to that kid that was like light up a fire in him and he's like no i gotta make changes and I just love that, like you're just doing this, not because you want the praise and not because you want somebody to feel, you want them to make changes and you're hoping they'll make a change by hearing your story. But I, I love that he still remembers you and you probably were like shocked, <laughs> like, wait. Yeah, I didn't even, like, oh, I you? went to your school. Yeah, like, I mean, he was just sitting in the back of the class, you know, like. Mm-hmm. That's the impact of uh, finding our voice and using our voice for good to make changes in other people's life and elevate yeah. our lives too awesome yeah. awesome so let's pivot a little bit um i don't want to make you cry anymore just kidding yeah please <laughs> so i want to focus a little bit on this topic on this part of the interview because i don't know if you've seen i try not to watch the news a lot but i realize it's so i mean you can't escape the news right if you're social I media i never watch it Really? I mean, social media, it's always on my social media. Yeah, it is. But I follow accounts that like educate oh, okay. me. That's wonderful. Yeah. And yeah. I recently but saw... But I see the shit. I mean, you can't, like you, said, you can't escape yeah, the shit. <laughs> like but, it's there. But, you know. Somehow you have to see it. And and what I realized, uh, if immigration and just as a whole, it has always been something that it's a big topic. And I feel like Honestly, we're all immigrants, if you think about it, right? But here's the thing. Um, Recently, I've been noticing there's a lot more emphasis, right? Because of all the stuff that's going on around the globe. So talk about South America, Mexico, and most of the other South American countries that are escaping. The same thing we were talking about today, war, uh, you know, just a lot of different things, abuse and all those things. And then we're also looking at Haiti. Haiti is actually going through so much that country. I'm like, oh, they are, they just can get a break, right? There's earthquakes. And then now we have all this stuff going on there. People are actually escaping. People are dying to get a better life for themselves and their families. And then you think about West Africa and Central Ethiopia. There's so many lists I can name here today, right? We all know. The countries that almost seem to never have a rest of mind due to the crazy mm-hmm. stuff that goes on there. Um, so it's so important for immigrants to share the story and refugees to share the story, all of us together, because that shows light on our story and what exactly is impacting us. Why are we leaving everything behind? Why are we going to new places to start a life not knowing anything, mm-hmm. right? So according to, I did some research on this, According to um, this is website is called the weforum.org. They said they did a statistic study and it shows that there are an estimate of 272 million international migrants. That's all over the world, right? Mm-hmm. And actually out of that total, it's like 
there's like 3.5 percent of that um that makes up the world population so it's still a lot of people that are migrating there's different reasons why people migrate of course right um so in your opinion what are the main causes to why um you think people migrate it's it's our nature as human beings it's human nature because embedded deep within us is curiosity mm -hmm. i mean these rich boys, they want to go up to the moon and they want to go up to Mars <laughs> and you know what I mean? Why? You can say his name. What's Jeff, up there? Jeff like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like curiosity. Yeah. And so that's one. So all human beings, you know, it doesn't doesn't matter where you're from. You're curious. And mm. Earth doesn't have borders. No, it didn't come with borders. It just mm. It just labeled this like it's earth it, this is land and here's water right like mm -hmm. you can you can travel you can walk you can like we're the only species that pays rent you know what i'm saying like you know that's i don't so care true. if you have a mortgage that's rent you know what i mean <laughs> oh of course yeah we're the only species like it's ridiculous and that's that's one and then when you like if you've driven across the u.s or just from one state to another you're like all oh, this so much land, land. We have so much, much. land exactly. and even in countries, even in countries where it's like overpopulated, there's so much land. Absolutely. So much. Yeah. And yeah. not only are we not utilizing and people are like, oh, we're running out of resources, bro. You can't run out of resources. Mm -hmm. It's it's because it's it's you're running out of renewable resources, right? Like you're running, right. you're running out of plastic which is disgusting. You know, you're running out of stuff that we don't necessarily, we never needed. Up until 200 years ago, we never needed plastic. We never need, we, we made stuff that lasted forever, right? And as soon as it hit the ground, it was biodegradable. Whose problem is that? Modern countries, right? Right. Too much access, to keep, right? <laughs> yeah, well, to keep other countries you know, there's interests, right? Like when you get political, there's interests to Always. keep other countries impoverished and other countries, up, you know, wealthy. And it's somehow, some way made its way into their minds that in order to be wealthy, that other countries can't, which is absurd. It's mm -hmm. like saying, I can grow apple trees here and you can't. And it's like, earth doesn't care what you put in it. If it has the right environment, it'll grow anything. Right. So my issue with immigration, not issue, but like my understanding, of immigration seeking refuge all these things well why well there's climate change mm. there is political upheaval there is you know dictators that put in by you know who like there's just so many issues that are so beyond the people and the people are just like dude i just want what you have which is school for my kids a meal at night and a job mm. like that's too much to ask for it's too much to ask for. And like all over the world, literally, why would you move for a better job and better opportunity? Exactly. That's yeah. literally the only reason you would move People... or want the ability to move. Yeah. Like if you have it good here, which anywhere, right? You could be mm -hmm. you could be in India, but you have it good there, like you have a good job and family and education. Yeah. Would you want to move? No. But to other people, like Oh, India, I would never live there. But to that person, he'd love us home. That's yeah, that's knows. your culture. That's he or she, roots. right? Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere in the world. People don't necessarily care to move, but mm. they have to or they want to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but here's the thing. with When it comes to immigration and refugees and all this stuff, them pushing through up to come north, right? Mm -hmm. You know, whether it be from the south, north, or going across seas or anything like that. What we have to realize is what they're fleeing, what they're running away from. Us, yeah. See, see the issue, people think people coming here is the issue. That's not the issue at all. The issue is home, what's happening in their home. And if it's corruption, you know, natural disasters, if it like, Japan gets not, Japan gets an earthquake every other day. Tsunamis. <laughs> That's right, whatever. They get a lot. <laughs> but you don't see them hopping on boats coming over here. 
Why? Well, they've built an infrastructure, mm. right? They've built a, a, a society. They built their buildings and bridges and all these things, not to say that they're superior than natural disasters, but they've built them in a way that they can withstand. Plan. Mm -hmm. Right? They plan up, they and plan that ahead. happens through education. That happens through an investment in their country. That happens through, you know, all that you can name a trillion different things, right? Trade, uh, open trade, you know, all these things, right? Like Japan, yeah. Japan's just like a simple, um, a simple uh, example. But yes. There are countries with endless resources that mm. those countries aren't benefiting from, but countries outside of them are completely are. Yep, namely Africa. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's the big one. That's the first one from Sumamai. Think about <laughs> I it. Know so, why. <laughs> so you make the people, you know, hate and fight each other mm. uh, through tribal wars that are endless, right? Divide. Endless. Mm. divide and conquer mm -hmm. i mean come on the only the only country in the world that doesn't celebrate independence day is the brits mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that is british what everybody celebrates their independence either <laughs> from the french or the british we're or, celebrating or, on their behalf <laughs> no they don't celebrate independence day because they they owned mm. everything yeah they decolonized they established they decolonized everywhere everywhere right everywhere. and that's why we we have this, everyone on earth has this idea that the white race is, is like a su superior, right? Um, unfortunately, because they, they, they traumatized us in over hundreds, hundreds of years, right? And I'm not blaming this idea, but what I'm saying is this is our history and countries with resources can help themselves, mm. but they don't because of the influx of influence from different countries that mm -hmm. make that country inhabitable so like wherever i go i can't thrive wherever mm. well, where can i go a place where i can this place yeah. i heard of right called america that has freedom <laughs> that has whatever love mm. and, and and water runs from hose it you know like green yeah. grass of course i want to come here because my exactly. country ain't providing that and that's where you get the second their issue because we're not focused on the actual issue mm. and the actual issues are you know they're solvable but the people just like einstein said <laughs> the people in power can't solve those issues because they're the ones that created the issues and so we have to look for leaders that have solutions that can help dictate and understand and resolve issues that mm. because the same minds that created the issue is not going to be the one that solves it exactly. so we got to figure that out and i don't know how long i don't, I don't have specific answers but you know hopefully that, someday, that's where i stand with that yes hopefully someday you know, within our uh, next generations to come they'll be able yeah to, we just got to keep inspiring the youth yes yep. that's exactly do our part um and i think the next thing i was going to ask you you already answered that uh, what do you think it would take for the world to accept immigrants or just accept that. Uh, and I'm going to speak specifically to the US because there is a lot of things that happen politically and just all of just have all this idea. Some of some people have ideas that immigrants are bad and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think you mentioned some of the things that we can do um, that it would take for the world to have a more, be more accepting and welcoming, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I think at the core of 98.99% of issues uh, is lack of education, period. Lack of understanding. Because if immigration was so bad, what I mean, your grandfather was bad. I mean, I'm talking to people in general. Everyone, here. yeah. You know, your great grandfather was a terrible person for coming here. Came from somewhere. You know, <laughs> everybody's been here, you know, unless you're a Native American, but even Native <laughs> Americans. Like, you know, with exactly. the understanding of the world, like immigrated history. Here. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's like human <laughs> nature to travel, to move. Curiosity. Curiosity. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's like if you can't understand why people are coming here, mm. if you can't use your sense of gratitude and love and compassion and see the bigger picture, because honestly, immigration has brought money and wealth to everyone here. 
always has and Everything. always will. So if you mm -hmm. look at it in a positive light and a much more grateful, right, bring them because they're going to pay <laughs> rent. They're going to buy food. They're going to yes. pick, put their kids in universities. They're yes. going to, you know what I'm saying? They're going to do well for our communities. They're going to contribute. They're not going to just come here and eat up what you have. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's to, to think like that because people don't think from an abundant mindset. They think from mm. a negative mindset. And so not only should they come here, but we should figure out ways not to go in and infiltrate and help their countries and stuff, but, but really lead by example. By example, yes. Love that. Right? We should yeah. educate other leaders as to why they should take on their refugees or why they should improve mm -hmm. their communities and how they can build wealth within their own countries, right? And mm -hmm. start to dismantle corruption and uplift people. And I think that all comes down to education and yeah. an awareness. And I think, you know, the more we can can further educate and truly educate, not like bias education, mm -hmm. um, we can eliminate generational uh, bullshit thinking <laughs> of how this world works. Think Everything is united. Every <laughs> plant talks to another plant. Every species talks to other species. Everything, the core of the world, the, 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 the sky, the clouds, everything is working in a system, in unity. Mm -hmm. The only thing that has a choice is us, human beings. And we're not making the choice to be in unity. And when we do, that's when things start to heal. But until then, we need a lot of education, a lot of knowledge, a lot of self-awareness. Lovely, everything you just said. I think it's so powerful that, you know, a lot of division is we created ourselves and we are the same people that can fix those things up and bring more love into the universe. So I love the title of your book, um, The Art of Resilience. And, you know, that definition, that, that, that word, it's, it definitely is um, something that I think a lot of us struggle with, right? Um, and then I love the subtitle that you have on your book, The Refugee's State of Mind, right? And you just sharing your story, gives us an access into that, as a refugee, gives us a bit of an access into the state um, of the refugee mind, basically. Um, so what does that title mean to you? One, second question, in your opinion, how would you define resiliency? So the title for me is, you know, art is my gift. It's, you know, like many people are gifted with science, mathematics, you know, <laughs> seeing the world. It's how you choose to see the world. And it's if it's something that comes easy to you and is difficult to get to others, that's that's your gift. That's an art. That. Right. Like yeah. if you can bake a pie <laughs> better than anyone else, that's you don't it. see that as a gift. You're out of your mind because that is a gift. Yeah. You're, people smile. People mm -hmm. smile is a gift, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. People, people just being communicating in a way that's intellectual and beautiful and kind and compassionate. That's a gift. That's right. Uh, doing anything that contributes to our world through who you are is a mm -hmm. gift. And for me, it just so happens to be art. I love art, all forms of it, architecture, graphics, you know, but art is anything that makes us change. So, you know, you, you have your art in the financial literacy, right? Like that's an art. Do we need that art in our society? 100%. It's, it's the way you could, it's the way you can contribute to our world and therefore bring value to yourself and others. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's art in the sense of graphic art and, and to further utilize that as a way to spread a message of compassion, peace, love, you know, all these things that I, that I adore and, and admire value. And, mm -hmm. and value hundred percent. So, and then resilience, um, you know, how does art fit in resilience was my struggle was my under was why I wrote the book. Mm. And I realized that every time I was at the bottom or at the top of thinking or doing or making or business or whatever it was, there was always art. There was mm. always speaking, painting, 
drawing t-shirts you know uh making art for other people it was always something that had to intertwine with me and my gift hmm. and so the more i leaned into my gift the more i became who i wanted to become was someone who okay. receives money value right abundance mm -hmm. um by oh, exercising <laughs> exercising and practicing my gift Mm -hmm. And the more I practice it, the better it becomes and the more valuable it becomes. That's so, so Once true. I understood that, I mm -hmm. understood my resilience. So whatever it is, and, and, and that's the thing, the art is the change I seek to make in the world. Resilience mm -hmm. is the fuel, it's the tank I need to pursue that change. And in order to have that, I need to have a state of mind. I need to have a consistent state of mind, a reminder. Hmm. a trajectory right like a like a like a compass has the north yes. but my north is like a state of mind and right now in my life it just so happens to be that i fully understand what it means to be a refugee to seek refuge and hmm. i love seeking refuge in knowledge in in scholar like in in art and expression and everyone that dwells in that world is people I admire. And so to be a refugee is no longer the thing that happened, that is no longer the thing that just happened to me. Mm. It's something that happened to me for a reason. And it's to illuminate my gift. It's to bring the better version of myself to the world. Sadly, I had to go through a bad experience and so did my family and so on and so forth. So many others, yeah and so many others, but everyone goes through a hardship. You have to go through challenges. You have to, and what, try to think about what those challenges of trying to tell you. Those challenges are teachers. Mm. They're mentors, and they're very, very hard on you. But if you can accept their challenge from past, present, and future, and understand what they're trying to teach you, especially if like a, a lesson keeps happening, right? Like, oh, I'm broke right. again, I'm broke again, I'm broke again. Well, what is, yeah. what is that challenge trying to teach me? Like, oh, I better, I better go get educated on like how to figure this out. Mm -hmm. So now you get to use your resilience to butt up against that resistance. Love that. Because like, like lifting weights or uh -huh. anything like that, right? That's how you grow. That's how you grow muscle, right? Is you have resistance, but resilience is the repetition. Mm. So when we practice our resilience, especially through our gifts, then we're, whatever we face, we will overcome. And that's the, that's my understanding of my own resilience. That I love everything you just said. You're so well-spoken, honestly. So insightful, <laughs> right? Lots of wisdom. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, man. So you, you spoke already about this, the, this, the most, the most important, uh, the significant of, uh, of art in your, in your life today. And I think you paint a beautiful picture of that. And what I took away is that you've always known your gift and the best example that you got on how to, how to utilize our gifts and how to embrace it and share it with the world was to your father mm. with the way he, you know, was able to do that. Um, and now, now pass that art form to you and um, that gift that you are now gifting outside to the world. Um, <laughs> so let's see here, what is, where, where should we go? I'm like, there's so many good stuff here. <laughs> um, this is an interesting question that I wanted to ask. So what is some, what, what, what's one thing, or maybe it could be multiple things that you're most proud of um, as, this, as a Muslim person, as someone from Middle East, as an American, all of those piled up in one? <laughs> yeah, I would say um, I absolutely love, love, love my heritage. My people are some of the most resilient, beautiful, kind, compassionate, generous, and I'll explain why. If you go far back 
like I'm talking about the cuneiform writing, mm. the wheel, mm -hmm. human civilization began in the Euphrates and Tigris, right? Now, we know today that people migrated from Africa to the Middle right. East, through okay. the Middle East, and then up through, you know, um, the Mongols and mm -hmm. Europe, and then all the Asia. way through over, mm -hmm. literally, it's how it spread. But in that moment in time when it was growing, when civilization was growing cities, right? Because we didn't just, they weren't just farmers anymore. They became, you know, city dwellers, right? They were mm -hmm. building aqueducts and they were doing all kinds of really unique and interesting things. They were becoming philosophers and they were becoming this. And then Islam, which Islam was introduced to alleviate the pain of ignorance. The pain of ignorance is what we are feeling today. The pain of ignorance is when I don't see you as a sister. The pain of ignorance is when I, uh, I'm very close-minded. I'm not thoughtful. I'm not grateful. I'm not seeking the better version of myself. Mm. I believe that you know, when Islam came, it had to do a lot of work to help our people in that region to alleviate, to move that aside, to bring together the tribes, the people, the peace, and mm. then foster a whole generation of wealth of knowledge, an explosion of knowledge, astronomy, algebra, alchemy, um, everything down to literally understanding microorganisms and stars. Those people were pursuing knowledge at a rate that's unfathomable. It was like it was like now it was like the modern time right mm. and all that was funded by a government in which pursued knowledge because at the core of my faith is seeking knowledge is to better understand yourself and the world around you that's how you come to peace and so my favorite thing about my heritage is that it it traded not just silk and goods and this and that and spices, uh-uh, <laughs> knowledge. It literally brought the West out of the dark ages. And Galileo Galilei was not the godfather of science. Like, not, like they, you know, white people love to call so-and-so as the godfather of so-and-so. No, they were predominantly Arab, Middle Eastern, Indian, Asian, African, North African. The, the, um, I forget, the Moors, where did the Moors get their knowledge? The North Africans, where did they get their knowledge? If it wasn't by Islam being introduced to them, right? And so we have to understand that this region of the world has given so much to the rest of the world in the form of knowledge algebra, algorithm, and all these things that now we utilize in a day-to-day -day basis, we don't even think about, mm. but they're long forgotten because they just think pe those people are just some desert dwellers, camel herders, you know, Aladdin genies and fake stuff, right? Mm. But that's not the whole story. As a matter of fact, 500 years of the golden age of Islam is practically removed from human history. Why? not good enough we literally gave birth to the renaissance which the west loves the renaissance da vinci da 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 da, da you know <laughs> mm -hmm. but if it wasn't for our people preserving knowledge translating it improving on it remember what i said scanning mm -hmm. moving creativity everything was thriving that's what i love and i believe for me i'm a i'm like a a text message sent from that time. Like, like in order for me, in order for this people, for people to know their own history, not just my own history, for people to know their history, their cultural references, all these things, those things need to be told. And so I feel like I'm just one of those people that got so fortunate to be from that region of the world, but I'm from earth and I'm just a human being. And so all human history is my heritage. All human understanding, all knowledge, that's all mine. I deserve that as a human being. So if I were to go to another planet, 
I can't say I'm from Iraq. I say I'm from Earth. Well, what happens at Earth? Well, I'm going to take credit for all of it. Pyramids, <laughs> you know, knowledge, this, science, art, Monet, whoever. Yeah. I'm going to take credit for all of it because I get to represent that entire race. It's one race. We're not black race, African, and it's not that. It's one race, the human race, man. So I feel like I'm a human of the world and I get to, I'm so lucky that I get to be who I am. Like you peel the skin, it's literally, you peel it. Like that's how thin <laughs> this piece of layer, you peel it off. I look just like you and everybody else. I love that you embrace that heritage and so i'm a human being and i have to embrace all human heritage good and bad mm. and my goal is to remind people of their good of their of their righteousness of of connectivity of unity of love and compassion because without that we lose our humanity and we disconnect and then that's when we think oh this border is where i'm from it's not like put ourselves in different from. boxes love what you, everything you just said honestly um so throughout all of your story right what is what part of your journey would you say um that really made you understand your humanity basically like a moment that you just realized that we all breathe the same air and we all bleed the same blood like i just I, once i realized that like i would say a little bit after college when i really started getting into self-improvement and when I, in college, I took a lot of like Middle Eastern studies, Islamic studies, just to understand my faith and really started questioning my own faith, started questioning where I'm from. And uh, what I, like, it was like a, uh, I opened up a gate of knowledge, like to a city of knowledge. And, and I've been in that city dwelling and and everywhere I go, everything I see is like that city of knowledge. And I see God in everything. I see human beings in one another. And uh, once I opened that door, it was like it, it, it was very enlightening. Wonderful. I think if we all can just see it, you know, see our journey a little bit like this, with that perspective, we can really um, heal and cope and be able to embrace others for who they are, where they are. I mean, I am a Christian here and I'm speaking with you and you're Muslim. And there's so many, like so many things that I am able to relate to you and vice yeah. versa. So yeah, yeah, it's just a beautiful thing. We're all human beings. Yeah, you know who <laughs> saved Islam? Christians. It was, it was the, uh, I forget the, the king's name. It was a king in Africa that who saved the Muslims, you know, when they were first getting persecuted. Mm. And I have more respect for that than I can even, you know, but that's, again, that's knowing human history, that's knowing your people. Once mm. you know that, it's, look, all rivers lead to it's the same beautiful. ocean. It does, yes, <laughs> yes. I think we, we can all look all... at a blue sky, like, it's... Yes, <laughs> no matter where you are, right? You can be in a tiny village and there you go. We're looking at the exact same, same, uh, yeah. same blue sky. You know, we're all practicing love thing. in different ways. That's all. Isn't that true? Um, so we're getting closer to the end. Um, so outside of writing your book, right? Um, I haven't written a book before, but I love to see other people writing this story and because that's another great legacy to leave for your generation and to always see it's a mirror, right? A book, it's a mirror. When you look at that, when you read that, or when you write a book, that's my way of thinking about it. Mm -hmm. See it as America, because you're looking back and you're looking forward. You're saying, okay, this is what happened. This is where I was. Okay, now it's like taking it to your next projection of what you need to be and where you need to go. Right. So it's a manual almost. All right. So, um, so outside of writing the book, right, The Art of Resilience, how were you able to process all this trauma? Mm. um that had happened to you yeah i guess in some ways i'm still processing you know mm. and um uh i guess just remembering that you know i'm a human being and that's what this life is about the life is 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 a challenge it's it's, it's like you know buddha said 
life is suffering, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But how else would you take a kid from third grade to fourth grade or from fifth grade to sixth grade? You have to challenge them. Right. And you have to challenge their intellect and their behavior and their, their common sense and all these things. And so how do you take a human being from earth to heaven? have to earn it. Remember we were talking about it earlier. You gotta earn it, man. And and for me, like that's the long, that's the long journey. For me as a Muslim, I believe in a place where I no longer have to struggle. And with my thoughts, with myself or anything like that, I no longer have to struggle. And and I believe my maker wants me there. Mm. But in order to get there, the best way to give that to you is to earn it. How do I earn it? Well, um, you got to learn. Allah says in the Quran, know yourself and you'll know me. So instead of, it became a journey inward instead of just mm -hmm. outward. And, and the more I've gotten to know myself, I truly feel like I've gotten to know my maker, you know, and, and it's a beautiful uh, communal act. Mm -hmm. And and once we know that, then things don't get easier. They but you you see that there's a challenge in everything, and and your patience gives you just enough space to see it. And then you realize what it is, and then you say, okay, what's the best way I can move through this without changing who I am? Love that. And who I can become. Yeah. So. I look at it as, you know, this world is an opportunity to merely earn. Uh, suffering is like the rent I have to pay here. And, and ultimately, I no longer have to pay that. You know, um, that is like a, a phrase that you said about the Quran in, in a Christian in the Christian Bible mm -hmm. is similar. Love your neighbor as yourself. So it's, mm -hmm. you know, making life a little bit easier and just being a good person to them. Um, so wrapping up here, life experiences, right? It can be filled with so many lessons um, and you cover so many life lessons today. Uh, what are some lessons? I would say, give me one, uh, just one lesson you've learned along your journey. Um, and what are you most proud of today? You know, I'm, most proud of um, how much I've learned to accept and love myself and build and cultivate a beautiful relationship and loving relationship with my wife. Mm. Um, there's like, I mean, that's the most beautiful thing that I get to have a partner to share life with and that, you know, we cultivate our communication, our love and our compassion and, uh, you know, support one another. But ultimately, like that, those are the things that I'm proud of. The, I'm proud of being as 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 good as good of a son as I can to my mom. As you know, my father passed, but I I'm proud of the fact that I was a good son to my father. I'm proud that I'm a good brother to my brothers, and I, and I genuinely believe that as, as I try, like I'm not the best, but I'm good, and 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 I want to become better at that. Um, those are the relationships that matter to me the most. Obviously, you know why but also cultivating those relationships with my friends, you know, outside of that circle. Those are the things that I'm proud of. I'm proud of, you know, I'm proud of myself for waking up every morning and like enjoying my purpose um, and, and, and creating art and making that the center of who I am and earning my value and earning my, my worth. Mm -hmm. um, those are a lot of things. But the one thing I truly am proud of is uh, understanding and growing through love. Love that. Love always wins. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's see. I think um, when you, you know, by the way, you mentioned your father passed away. Um, you know, so, so sorry to hear that. I know it's not easy since it sounds like you were so close to him and he had impacted yeah. you so much. Before we wrap up, what is one thing that he lessons or something that he taught you that it's just, oh, you just hold on to it? Uh, he taught me my faith. Um, but the thing that'll never leave me is uh, 
Hussein, seek knowledge and spread peace. And it's a quote from Prophet Muhammad who says, uh, seek knowledge from the cradle to the grave even if you move to China. So even if you migrate, seek knowledge. Knowledge is the city in which you can dwell. And that always sticks with me. I make stickers, I make I make t-shirts mm -hmm. with that on, you know, seek knowledge, spread peace. It's the most it's the most um worthy thing to live for for me. That's and powerful. He, he helped teach me that. Yeah. And what does your your shirt say? Oh, this one says peaceful state of mind. Okay, awesome. So yeah. for those of you who are not who are now watching the uh, actual um visual of this of this uh interview and he has in has a shirt that says peaceful state of mind yeah. and um yeah. i think we hear a lot of that word today peace right <laughs> having peace with yourself having peace with others so man <laughs> thank you so much honestly um absolutely for being absolutely. here today um for sharing your story your resiliency with us and just being insightful and so much wisdom coming out of you and i learned so much today and i'm uh to have other people listen to what your story is and uh, um thank you for for being here last but not least um i know you have some amazing stuff that you are doing on your website and so how can our listener be able to yeah. support your impact yeah i appreciate that so much it's been a privilege and an honor to get to know you uh be able to share my life and wisdom with you and um you know we should do this again sometime in the future um to just you know calibrate it yeah um, Harry, i'm i'm going to follow up on this <laughs> please <laughs> uh, i love nothing more and i hope you're i hope all of you out there our audience um get a lot out of this and and, and use our story to empower yourself Absolutely. Um, you can find everything for me at literally at refugees.com so just like refugees but instead of the g put a t there like t-shirts um, that's where my brand is. That's where my everything is. Um, the other places, you know, at Instagram, so at refugees, same thing. Mm. Um, but if you want to get a hold of me directly and you want to go straight to me, um, you can just Google my name or, uh, you know, LinkedIn. Okay. But the other one is just HusseinAlbiati.com. That's where you can find all the other good stuff. Wonderful. Um, and so they're able yeah. to find, sorry, they're able to find your book right on there on Amazon on as well? Yeah, uh, you can go to Amazon as well. It's on Amazon. Okay. It's at, you know, Art of Resilience, um, Refugee State of Mind. Uh, but you can buy it on refugees.com. You, you can literally, you can go to Barnes and Nobles and get it. You can uh, go you know, anywhere you get a book. Audiobook. Awesome. Audiobook, yeah. Audiobook is coming um, February of 2022. So I'm working on the audiobook Yay. version then yeah I, i've had to learn a few things to tell that story through audio oh, but yeah that's so cool so are you the narrator on the yeah. uh yeah. oh that's wonderful well i'm sure you're gonna kill it so oh, thank you guys it. so much for being here uh remember thank to keep lifting voices um and keep sharing your story and um we are going to see you guys soon thank, thank you, you.